35 years old and older and thriving, and now you want to have your first baby? Wannabe moms in this group are labeled with terms like at-risk pregnancy and referred to as advanced maternal age. We're excited to get pregnant, have the baby, cuddle with our little one, and get past postpartum depression, and then get out and meet other new moms. Except most new moms around are 10 years younger. Each episode, I'll talk about experiences and invite guests to share their stories to help make life simpler. We are not on this journey alone. In fact, this demographic is growing. Join us as we hear from experts and other first-time moms beyond 35. In today's episode, we're continuing the conversation with lactation consultant Kay Allen. She has shared the importance of working with a lactation consultant and what you need to know as a first-time mom beyond 35. In this episode, I do start off with the question, how does breastfeeding help a mother and her baby? Let's get into it. Breastfeeding can help a mother and her baby. Like obviously the nutrition, but oh my are God. there other factors that you think? There's huge factors because you know, we think, oh, breast is best for the baby and it's going to make the baby healthier. But if you think about it, there's a there's a purpose, again, in why we nurse our babies. We are producing very small amounts of estrogen and estrogen can promote growth of cancer in breasts, endometriosis, uh, the um, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer. And so by not by breastfeeding, you're not producing that great quantities of estrogen. So during pregnancy and while you're breastfeeding, so the longer you breastfeed, that helps. It helps reduce reduce um, osteoporosis. I had no and idea. And that is, is a lot of calcium is drawn out of your bones when you're mm -hmm. breastfeeding. But when you're done breastfeeding, it goes back into the bones at higher quantities and more Beautiful. Depth. So there's it lowers blood pressure. I mean, there's so many, I jokingly say all the time, because my total breastfeeding experience is 96 months that I won't get breast, I'm not gonna die from breast cancer, ovarian cancer, you know. Mm -hmm. my, I'm not gonna have osteoporosis. <laughs> I'm not gonna have high blood pressure, which runs in my That's family right. I don't have high blood pressure. Heart okay. disease is one of those things that runs in my family and I'm hoping by breastfeeding I've prevented that. So yes. it helps your body get back Amazing. to shape. I was 41 years old when I had my last baby and I got back to my prior weight um, quicker Mm -hmm. um, at 41 than I did when I was 27 and had my first baby in formula fed. So, right. Yeah. I got, I lost a ton of weight as well. Yeah. And, uh, and like, I felt like my body was new, you know, I, I, I had gained, I think 60 pounds around 60 pounds with the pregnancy. And then afterwards, uh, just, it all came off plus another like 20 pounds. Like it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. It's like breastfeeding is the best diet there ever is. Oh yeah. I <laughs> say That's why I breastfed for so long. I'm like, I like to eat. Um, but I will say that a lot of times, um, even with my last baby, I hung on to like five to 10 pounds. And a lot of times that what, that's what happened. And that's because your body is kind of being prepared in case there was some disaster. There's a story from, I don't know how many years ago, up in the Bay Area, a woman who was breastfeeding like her eight month old and had a toddler and her husband 
took a wrong turn, ended up getting caught in a snowstorm. They got lost. They, uh -huh. they stayed in the car. And then the husband went to go and try and find help. He left. And she basically nursed those two kids. Amazing. Uh, and so so that extra five to ten pounds that hangs on in the very mm -hmm. end is because that is an energy store if in need you will mm -hmm. have to keep producing milk. Mm -hmm. um, so so for me, I hung on to those That's last good. few pounds until after I completely stopped nursing. So That's good. something else to keep in mind because a lot of women will be like, well, what up? I didn't lose as much weight. So. Well, yeah, and, and, and I wouldn't be too concerned because at the end of the day, what's most important for me anyway is a healthy baby. So yes. my dad comes yes. first over the way I look, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> if, I want to know, I want to mention that I remember calling you very late at night because my baby, my baby would not stop crying and uh -huh. I just didn't know what to do. So I'm just curious, with all the help that you've given over the years, what advice do you think gives mom is best to give moms when they're in a panic in the middle of the night? That everything's fixable. Mm -hmm. That's not one of the first things I'll say to women when they're crying and they're they're, you know, they're they're coming unglued. You know, they're they're very scared. They're worried about their baby because I feel like I need to reassure them and, and so that they can hear what I have to say. Because if you mm -hmm. hear somebody say to you, this is fixable, it's going to be okay. It's kind of like, ah, oh, okay, uh, yeah. it's going to be all right. So that's mm -hmm. really important. And I always like to end my calls with telling moms that they're, they're doing a really good job. Because I think sometimes women don't hear that enough. I think mm -hmm. all of us need to hear that, right? Mm -hmm. totally. so that's kind of that closing reassurance. But, um, I think for me, I just like, I, I want to ask as many questions as I can, because be, being that we're over the phone, I can't see you. I can't get something from a facial expression or to see what's going on. So I've learned over the years of doing this for so long and doing phone consults is asking a lot of questions and sort of weaving information with the questions and also um, affirming mom's feelings, because a lot of times these like you probably felt like you were the only one feeling the way you do. And I think a lot of moms need to know a lot of moms feel this way, or mm -hmm. I felt like this when I was a mom too. So you don't feel like you're alone. Right. And that totally helped me. Um, my husband traveled a lot in our first, uh, our first like months. eight months, first eight I'm months. I mean, the first six weeks he was home with me and we had a lot of family coming in and out. But it wasn't until like my baby was about three, about three months, that things started to feel. I really started to feel alone because some of those nights that he traveled, it was just me yeah. at home, and uh, I, I needed you. <laughs> I needed you. Well, you and needed so someone time... to bounce off whatever was going on, and your husband wasn't yeah. there because normally you would turn to your partner. You know. Yes. So and um... and, and even calling, even if I called him, because we would talk on the phone right uh -huh. when he traveled but it was different than talking to yeah. Yeah. a lactation yeah. consultant <laughs> you know and even sometimes my questions were didn't have anything to do with lactation but um i knew that you had the answer for me and you brought my mind to that ease so thank you again well i might not have had the answer but i made it sound like i knew what i was talking about <laughs> good job <laughs> well i always tell future lactation consultants because i actually teach as well is you have to speak with conviction because if you sound wishy-washy, no one's going to be buying what you're saying or believing what you're saying. And so mm -hmm. you have to speak 
like you know what you're talking about because mm -hmm. a mom afraid doesn't want to hear somebody that sounds unsure of themselves for sure that only adds to your stress as a mom you know so right well, I'm 100% sure that you knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> well, lots of years of experience. Sure. Um, so what are the top three questions? I mean, there's, I'm sure there's tons, and maybe it's hard to say what the top three questions are, but what comes to mind when you think about um, you know, all the questions that you get asked? So what's mostly being asked? Well, I think there's a lot of stuff centered around pain. So women that are not getting a good latch, um, I think uh, so pain pain questions are, are high up there and then a lot of moms just worrying is my baby getting enough in those first six weeks when you have a baby that's constantly feeding and you don't know any better you're like is my baby getting enough and I can mm -hmm. that, that was me you know like mm -hmm. what's up um, and I think you know I tell a lot of moms that feel like they feel weird about calling I'm like you did the re right thing because you reached out for an answer I didn't do that because I was so afraid that you know someone was going to know i couldn't take care of my baby and so i think mm -hmm. that's another one um what would be another one another one is uh pump uh, we get a lot of questions about pumping okay pumping mm -hmm. is big um, especially now that the affordable care act is giving every woman a pump you know a lot of women think they they have to use it so mm -hmm. oh i didn't know that was an option for everyone now Oh yeah, it's part of the Affordable Care Act. Even if you're on managed care, mm -hmm. you know, like Medi-Cal or whatever they call it in whatever state you're in, mm -hmm. um, you know, the government insurance, um, you, they're mandated to give a pump. It might not be the best pump, but it's um, something. Yes, they have to give out pumps. So. And do you encourage pumping? No, pumping's insane. Okay. <laughs> Anybody that's had to get attached to a pump, I feel so bad for the new mommy who says to me, I'm just going to pump and put it in a bottle. I'm like, how long do you think you can keep this up? Because yeah. you have to pump as much as, and as often as your baby feeds. Well, a newborn baby's feeding about 10 to 12 plus mm -hmm. times, 24 hour period. So you're pumping, feeding the baby, pumping, feeding the baby. It's you, exhausting. It's, it's exhausting and yeah. stressful. And the pump will never work like the baby. So these moms will see their milk production go down. I mean, I've, I've talked to moms who've left the hospital where they're telling the mom, feed the baby and then pump. Why? I'm like, why did they tell you to do that? Well, they wanted to make sure I had enough milk. Well, mm -hmm. your baby needs the best pump. There's no pump as good as your baby. Yeah. So, And then the exhaustion works against your milk supply. So how is that helpful? So right. I'm not, I mean, there's a place for the pump, just like all the other tools, nipple shields, all those things. Mm -hmm. but they need to be managed and they need to come with some education and they need to be talked to the mom in her situation and what she needs to pump for or right. what she needs to pump for. Right. Um, because, you know, the pump is necessary if you're going back to work. But, um, True. yeah, so that could be a whole podcast. Too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I also called you with questions about how to wean my baby and I was afraid that I was overfeeding with solids um, and breast milk. Mm -hmm. What would you say? I mean, you gave me the answer, so I remember, and, well, and, it, and it worked for me. It's you know, unless for some medical reason you need to abruptly wean. So you know, you get rid of those daytime feedings, mm -hmm. um, and and if your baby wants attention, then you 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 know read a book or go outside and play or right. if it's 
hunger that your baby is reaching for the breast for, then you go and give your baby food. But it, it's a process, and some of that nursing isn't about food, it's about comfort. And so, you know, it has to be sort of mutually decided between you and your baby. Mm -hmm. and, um, and like I said, it's a process. So you get rid of those daytime feedings, and you slowly get rid of either that morning feeding or naptime feeding. Usually the bedtime feeding is the last one to go. Yeah, and that's what I did. Just um, creating a new bedtime routine so that nursing mm -hmm. is not part of that routine. Yeah. So for me, it ended up taking four months from the, you know, I started to, wean to the end. Pardon? From the beginning of starting to wean to the end. Yeah, four it was months. about four months. It I'm might even have been a little bit longer, maybe about five months, actually. Yeah. Was that long? Um, well, that was right for you and your baby. There's no, <laughs> yes. there's no right or wrong answer. And <laughs> I had a woman call the other day who was four months postpartum. And she had just gotten diagnosed with breast cancer. Okay. That was probably the hardest call I've ever had to take. I was so mm -hmm. emotional after I got off the phone because I put myself in that woman's place and it's mm -hmm. just overwhelming. And I could tell in her voice that she was still in shock from the sure. diagnosis, mm -hmm. but she needed to wean her baby. Right away, as fast so, as possible. Yeah, as fast as possible. Well, I don't think it needed to be really fast because she just couldn't be feeding anymore. So I said, look, even though you're not going to feed your baby anymore, we can start the, you could do a process where maybe it takes you a week and pumping, you know, like slowly slowing down the pump. Mm -hmm. um, but it didn't have to be like, you, can, you can't wean in the day. That's for sure. Cause your body's still going to be functioning. Um, so it was mm -hmm. about managing her discomfort and getting her body to stop making the milk was, was the goal with her so like i said every everybody's situation is going to be a little bit different yes very true so i just have one last question um sure. and i know we'll have we'll have you back again and, and okay. we'll have some other questions if you'd welcome that that would be great it's fun um how can we make sure that we have happy babies oh well that's a that's an interesting question so i mean there's always going to be times when your baby's not happy but i think attend um being uh, keen to their needs like i said in the very beginning the first six to eight weeks you're getting to know your baby but i always jokingly say just when you get your baby dialed in your baby will change it up so just being um present is a good way because mm -hmm. trying to provide the the things that are needed like food and rest and a clean diaper and engaging them you know if, when you ignore your child is when they start to shut down um, and being attached is really important. I totally believe in um, attachment pairing where parenting where you wear your baby and you attend to their needs and mm -hmm. don't really let them cry um, because then they grow up to be more um, independent down the road because they know that you're sort of there. You're attached to them with an invisible cord even as they get bigger and that if they need you, they'll come back to you instead of running around to their friends or you know, people that you don't want them to hang out with the answers, they'll know they can come because they have such a bond with you because mm -hmm. when they had needs, you were there to try and meet them. Did you say you never want to let them cry? Well, not never let them cry. But for me, when my children cry, crying is them a way of communication. Mm -hmm. So if yeah. your child is crying and you leave them to cry in another room, mm -hmm. sometimes that's okay when you're letting them sleep. But 
if your child is crying and you're not trying to find out why, mm-hmm. then they cry in isolation and they feel neglected. You know, that it's like sounds quiet so and nobody heard me. Um, you know, you don't you don't want that. It's just like as an adult, if you're crying, sure. your spouse is busy watching TV in the other room, mm-hmm. and you're crying and you know he can hear you, it's like mm-hmm. Do you care about me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you care why I'm crying? You know, that kind of thing. And so, yeah. so as a mom or as a parent, you want to attend Tend to the, the crying. Well, sometimes the crying is being used to get something that maybe you don't want them to have for the moment. So that crying is okay because they learn, okay, mom came, acknowledged me, but mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, she said, I can't have it. They learn no means no. Mm-hmm. But I think we, you need to, at least hear the cries and attend to them. And, and infant. You, babies don't cry because they're trying to manipulate you. Mm-hmm. They cry because that's their only way to communicate. Yes. You know, so um, trying to figure out, and that's a challenge in itself, trying to figure out what they want when they cry, when they're toddlers. I remember thinking, oh my God, I wish you could talk to me. That's how I feel all the time. <laughs> yes. I'm in that stage. Tell me, I feel like I'm playing a game here, you know. <laughs> so, change your diaper, offer you food. Well, my, toddler, you. my toddler is now starting to point at, oh. which is great. Like she points at something that she wants. Right. And so that's I new way of that stage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so all is well. Thanks be to God. Um, so thank you so much, Kay Allen. You've shared some really great information with us. And um, I just want to say that, you know, I so appreciate you. Aww, and, you. And I'm happy to be able to introduce you to um, a new audience of people here. Um, so, again. Well, it would be you know, great in the future we'll to get questions from the moms that go to your podcast. Yes. Because of your viewers. Yes. So I would love for people to send in their comments and questions and then um, be able to get some 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 additional resources to them and get some answers from you down the road as well. That'd be great. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so thanks for being here today. This was the lactation series on the first time moms beyond 35 podcast. We'll see you again next time. Thank you. Take Kate. care. Take care. Thanks. So thanks for tuning in to the first time mom beyond 35 podcast. We'll see you again here soon.